David, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It is such a pleasure. This is the first time uh, that uh, we are sort of uh, in the loop, uh, in the loop uh, podcast, and we're doing it live. Uh, so this is uh, hi from Ljubljana, uh, David. I was uh, very, very fortunate to be able to listen to you yesterday, and uh, you know the one-liner uh, that um, came out of uh, uh, listening to you is. Uh, there is actually a process to becoming happy and to get to the A game. And and I think a lot of, there was about a hundred people listening to you and everybody sort of was able to feel one, you know, it's a hard thing being happy and, and performing to the best you can. And and as a consequence, you know, the, the tricks and tips and, and, and the way how to get there, uh, everybody sort of listened carefully. Tell me, what is the secret uh, of, of success uh, to, to being able to work at your A, a game? So I'm a big believer that habits determine everything in your life. If you are, they determine if you're super in shape or obese, if you are broke or rich, if you are happy or unhappy, it all boils down to the habits that you implement in your life. You know, basically eradicating bad habits and focusing on, on good habits mm -hmm. to cultivate them. And habits is not only the stuff that you do in a day-to-day -day basis, also it's like mental habits mm -hmm. you know, how you think about things mm -hmm. and how you approach things so it's mindset and and habits that you do every day and and what is the stuff because I, i'm you know we've had a lot of podcasts and and to be honest you know if i listen to the gurus of management and of uh, leadership and of uh, corporate uh, uh, strategies uh, 10 years ago everybody was talking about process and strategy and planning mm -hmm. whereas today everybody i interviewed talked about mindset mm -hmm. about the power of mindset the power of teams the power of getting things done together uh you know what is it with mindset these days what is what is and, and and i get it it starts with you how do you get your mindset right because there's so many things happening in the world there's so many uh, inputs you have there's so many uh reason choices uh, uh disruptions that you can very quickly get into uh what i call uh, uh a not controlled uh, uh mindset so what is what is what is the trick to getting into the right mindset yourself so for me, it's important that I don't suffer from shiny object syndrome, you know, because there's <laughs> an abundance of choice that we can do. You know, I think we're, and humans are not used to this. You know, back in the days, you most likely took the job that your father had, mm -hmm. you know, and you stayed in this profession. And <laughs> there was not much choice in terms of what you eat because just whatever was in season or whatever mm -hmm. you could get. Now you have supermarkets. Now you have, you know, the new way of working. You can just an abundance of things you can do mm -hmm. with your life and also in 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 business you can there's so many different marketing channels how you could do something mm -hmm. right but and if you dabble around in, in 10 different ones if you don't have focus then you will not get you will not have success because mm -hmm. you don't have to you mm -hmm. have to have a big impact on something mm -hmm. it's like the analogy if you have a magnifying glass and you let the sunshine through mm -hmm. you can burn a hole in this table mm -hmm. but if you move it around a little bit you won't even warm up the surface mm -hmm. So I think it's important that you figure out what your personal mission is or in, in business, what your business mission is mm -hmm. and what the vision is and what your core values are. And I still, you know, you said the old business coaches always talked about process and planning. I'm still a huge fan of mm -hmm. process mm -hmm. and, and, and planning. Um, and you also need a clear plan on, um, I love having my three-year plan, my one-year plan, and my 90-day plan. Mm -hmm. And these plans have to be in line with my mission and vision and my core values. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think this, this, this focus gives you freedom by not 
being distracted and focusing on too many things. And and when you talk about sort of uh, mindset <clears throat> focus, what are the things you do? Because you know uh, uh, we didn't introduce you. Well, you're a, a serial entrepreneur with uh, exits in your life. Lived on the west coast, uh, uh, out of uh, Germany. Uh, um, so um, you love the sunshine. Married and now living in uh, south of Turkey, a wonderful place and in, in, in the world. Um, managing, I understand, five, six, seven, maybe even eight companies today. So there's a lot of sunshine in, in your world. So uh, what is the stuff you do to make sure that, you know, you are focused and I get it, there's a plan, there's a, a value, but, um, you know, our listeners didn't um, listen to your uh, presentation today. Can you give us just a brief overview of how sort of, you know, that looks and how do you sort of put those things on paper or wherever so that you then stick to them? Sure. So um, I have a set of habits that I always do every every day and every week and I track these habits. We have a habit tracker. Um, you can check it out on, uh, it's a free habit tracker on app.managinghappiness.com. Um, and so yeah, I have a few habits, maybe going through my habits will help. Um, my morning routine is I uh, meditate in the morning. I do a little bit of yoga and I like, I think it's important to do this like taking a shower for the brain mm-hmm. you kind of have to do it every day you mm-hmm. can't take a shower once and expect that you're going to be okay mm-hmm. for eternity you can look at our we have our editor here uh jerry uh our viewers cannot see him but uh uh his big success success last from last year is his showers in the morning are with cold water so mm-hmm. he keeps telling me about you know you need to have a habit uh and he tells me that uh he started it and, and now he's having the morning uh morning showers so so i get that uh, uh habit uh, story I'm, I'm trying to do mine as well sorry for in, 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 in no <laughs> um another really important habit is that i plan my day mm-hmm. and i um make sure that when i plan my day i focus on things or i work on things that are on my 90 day plan mm-hmm. so i work on the urgent stuff and not only important stuff mm-hmm. it's like always a yeah. thing if you if you're not diligent and focused then urgent will always pull you away from from important you end up just putting out fires and not really making real mm-hmm. progress another habit that i have is i eat the frog in the morning which is a concept you look at your task list and you circle the one that you really don't want to do because most of the time that's the most important one that you have to do and when you do this then you get a lot of energy from this because you knock the sucker out of the way and you're like yeah okay <laughs> well, now, now, yeah now and let's 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 tackle the rest whereas if you're not doing this then you have this frog in the back of your mind and it's growing and growing and growing and taking away mental resources mm-hmm. and um yeah I'm, I'm i do my best not to procrastinate in any way because i think procrastinating is being an asshole to your future self mm-hmm. and yeah these are men- mental habits now, uh, uh, Tanya, my wife yesterday listened to you and, and she really liked the stuff and, and she wrote her habits. Uh, one was no uh, digital uh, mess after eight o'clock. I wrote no digital mess after six o'clock. So we have two habits we're, we're going to try to introduce. But you, you try. Uh, we, I will. Try I will do. Yes, you are right. Uh, you're, you're, and, and, and I think that's a very good point because... Uh, because uh, it's it's setting lower expectations that you should. And going to that, her question really was, how do you get there if you're not, the, if, if when you were young, you didn't have that sort of discipline instilled in you? Uh, uh, meaning, you know, uh, 
there are people and, and most I do a lot of coaching, as I told you, and and most of the people even getting them to do into behavior of having weekly meetings with their staff, whatever the structure was the hard thing, because most of the entrepreneurs don't even uh, have meetings. They just keep on uh, 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 doing stuff and, 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 and trying to sort of uh, solve uh, uh, urgent matters instead of uh, defining what is important. So is it something you, you from day one as a young person, you know, you had that discipline and is it important or did you sort of put that into your uh, uh, into? So you first had to learn about how to uh, stick with a behavior. Oh, I, I used to be, um, I dropped out of school at a very young age um, and was, I struggled a little bit with authority. I went to 14 different schools and... Um, oh, that you didn't tell us yesterday. That would be an interesting <laughs> topic. <laughs> uh, and so, and I was a little bit lost, didn't know what to do. And then a friend of mine asked me like, hey, you're good for computers, you want to start a business together? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I found entrepreneurship and this was like the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. really the thing that it was made for me. but. Since I never worked under somebody, or I never, you know, went went to to university or school, yeah. I had to kind of figure everything out by myself. Mm-hmm. It is definitely acquired. And uh, I not going to go to not going to school doesn't mean that I didn't like learning. I love learning, but I mm-hmm. like learning the stuff that I'm interested in. So I've consumed a lot of personal development books, a lot of management books. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's definitely acquired over time. Um, the big aha moment was for me um, the book Traction by Gino Wickman. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that everybody um, reads this book and implements what he has to say in your business. If you please write this down, that's the most important takeaway from this podcast to implement what is in this book. It's the EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a framework on how you can have a successful business with less headache. And all these things that were written in this book were things that I figured out over the years with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. especially at MaxCDN, my last business, that, that, which grew very fast, very large. Um, and if we would have had this book earlier, before we started MaxCDN, it would have been probably 10 times the size. And I would have, would not have gray hair. <laughs> uh, so yeah. But but I can tell you, I mean, it, it, also my history always shows me. I always read the books a little bit after the fact <laughs> instead of before the fact. It's sort of I think it's it's in 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 the journey. Uh, but is there something in in that book that you would sort of share in in your life that sort of I get the book was an aha moment, but then you know there were a lot of things, and then you learned some stuff. Is there any kind of story where, you know, it, it was a profoundly impactful one month where things really changed and, and made you sort of the person you are uh, today that would sort of give our audience sort of a, oh, this happened to me, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I will go and read that book because that's always a good way of, of telling people why to read the book. And I know it's on the spot, so, so no, don't worry. Fine. No, no, the, the most profound thing that happened to me has, has not, I mean, reading this book and implementing this, I've implemented this in probably 15 plus businesses mm-hmm. now, and all these businesses are really taken off afterwards. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine is a um, private equity guy. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has 13 or 14 businesses. The largest mm-hmm. one has 900 employees, and the sweet spot of the businesses that he acquires are 60 million 
and the revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think that these businesses have their shit figured out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. But it's it's often not the case. Yes. So this strategy is to acquire these businesses and then implement mm-hmm. this EOS system in it, and then they take off. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it really works. But the most profound thing, when I think back, what really had the biggest impact in my life was an epiphany when my yoga teacher said, every decision in life, you either make out of love or out of fear. Mm-hmm. And this was so profound to me that I almost fell out of downward facing dog because it was something I always knew, but didn't have to, wasn't able to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And now knowing this really changed everything for me. I used to be very introverted. And, you know, being on a podcast would have never happened or giving a talk <laughs> in front of other people, I would prefer to shoot myself versus doing that. Um, and also in sales, I, I really struggled with selling because like being introverted and yeah. I always felt, felt bad or I was even uncomfortable on conference calls, you know, mm-hmm. this was really extreme. And I found that this is something that was holding me back massively. So I decided to do Toastmasters where you learn how to public speak and to, um, Go to so I went to two networking events a week and to two Toastmaster classes a week. It's also a habit, mm-hmm. right? Kind of doing mm-hmm. this on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of overcame my introvertness a little bit, but it still was not smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. But once I had this epiphany with acting out of love, not fear, everything changed for me. So, for example, in selling, if I want to sell this product here because I know this product is going mm-hmm. to be will improve your business and, uh, or your life or whatever. I know it's really good for you. Then I can even be a pushy salesman. It's like, dude, yeah. buy this. it's going to be so good for you, right? And you feel where I'm coming from, uh, yeah. right? That I get I'm it. Doing, acting I get it. I get it. When I just think about like, oh, I have to reach my numbers. I have to pay my mortgage, you know, then the it was, other person also feels this. It was, uh, you know, for my uh, audience, uh, we had one of my first podcasts, believe it or not, was with Patty, uh, who used to be HR for Netflix. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of sort of uh, uh, consultative work now and she's got a lot of books. And actually, the introduction, you know, she believes in teams and, and what a team's for. You have to decide what kind of a team you want, and then you can clear it. But she said the beginning starts with one thing. And that is the guiding principle when you work with teams and with individuals is you can either, you know, you have to believe that everybody wants to do good. And in some sense, that means you have to love everybody. You have to really believe in those people. And you can't believe in people if, if you think of them sort of as, you know, just an, an entity. You have to really love them. And she says, if you can't have that principle, everything that I tell you doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same thing that you said yesterday. And it was really powerful because I, you know, sometimes you f- figure out, why am I doing this? Why am I sort of trying to, to help this guy? And it's because you really love them, because you really think there's something in there and you want to bring the best out of them. And, you, and by bringing the best out of them, you can bring the best out of the team. And, and when you talked about love yesterday, we know that passionate salesmen are much better than you know the other ones. We know that with investors, sometimes you get them because you're just a passionate entrepreneur, how important that is. But the fact that you talked yesterday about how you implement that into different parts of your life, I think is what is most important. Everything you do, you have to, you know, you have to see through the prism of, 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 of love and, and, and thank you. I think a lot of people yesterday and today, hopefully will, 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 will hear that. Uh, talking about your, um, you know, your, um, uh, a profound moment and then, uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. How's your life today? What do you, we get it, you have your routines, but you know, what makes you happy today? What's the stuff uh, uh, after all this, uh, um, you know, um, things you've taken on board and, and, and the fact that you 
around the world as I as I see, but not more than one week per month. If uh, if I <laughs> no, understand, uh, even more. But then I bring my wife. Yes, my yes, yes. We get that. Uh, how do you live your life to to keep being so so happy and 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 performing at your high level? What is your routine? I mean, the the main thing I think is that everything I'm doing is guided by my personal mission which okay. is being a change agent that is transforming the lives of individuals and organizations so mm -hmm. they can reach their full potential. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm doing this within my businesses and a lot with managing happiness mm -hmm. where I use team coachings um, to get people on their A-game because mm -hmm. it just has a profound impact in their lives. And so I think the, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a minute in your life. <laughs> and uh, so following my mission and vision statement, you know, just makes everything fall into place. And uh, I always sort of ask uh, uh, when, when I when I do this is, um, tell me of a moment where you learned something, but wasn't a great moment in your life. Because I, I see a lot of people sort of, you know, there's this moment and, and whatever, but but how how do you get there when you're sort of in a low spot in your life? Because people have uh, it's a Comes roller coaster, and 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 you know what did you do at that point so that you could see the brighter side? What did you? I always of... see the brighter side in things. You know, it's it's if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You know, so if you put a habit on on there, you will always see the brighter side of, of, of life. Say it again. If you put the right prism, if you have the right yes, habit yes. of looking at the right way, of, you will always have that because the habit helps you make sure that you don't distract yourself. Yes, and I can give you a bunch of examples. For example, my mother passed away six years ago and she was an amazing person and she, you know, we really miss her. But if I look at it like, oh, poor me, now yeah. I don't have her anymore and she would be retired now, live in Bodrum with us and uh, she <laughs> could teach my daughter so much, you know, it would be so cool to, yeah. to spend time with her, travel the world with her. Um, then, you know, um, I have a crying eye, but if, um, I turn it around and look at it like, Hey, I'm so grateful that I had this amazing person in my life that taught me so much that, you know, all the experiences that I have with her, you know, other people don't have any parents or, you know, don't, don't get along with them. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you can always see the good in the bad, you know, I'm always like. A friend of mine gave a talk at Toastmasters and said, we all have to go through fire mm -hmm. and we have to determine if we're made out of wood and we burn down through ashes <laughs> or if we're made out of precious metal and we get refined Fine by this, you know, so with every problem that comes, you can get better. You know, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of having problems. Mm -hmm. um, the only problem is if you have the same problems over and over. Again. Yes, so you're right. At um, my businesses, we have an error log and everybody adds the fuck ups, the customer complaints, whatever we do that's wrong. It's added to this log. And then in the management meetings, we discuss these errors to figure out which process do we have to improve so these things will never happen again. Mm -hmm. And this way, we always get better and better and better mm -hmm. and better and better. You know, and the, nobody can get in trouble for, you know, fucking up. Um, but if you do it more times... If you, the only thing where you get really in trouble if you don't add it to the error log. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yes. um, I'm, I'm always grateful for no problems you know. and i will uh share with our audience uh you know uh, again thank you uh, i think it's it's not only in my name but in the name of uh seed who uh were kind enough to sort of uh help get you here and then have the conference yesterday but there was one thing at your first um uh, presentation and yesterday where you talk about being you know 
grateful. And, and uh, there's the story of, of your little stone that you bring up uh, 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 and that um, somehow connected us as well uh, uh, with a little story. But, the, but the, the truth of that story is that being grateful at good things that are happening in your life allow you to sort of focus at the right things and, and put you into perspective. And I think that was really a powerful message yesterday. And, and, and at least, you know, for a few people I talked with, you know, it's true, you know, if there's something that just reminds you to think about the wife you have at home or the husband and the family, and even if, you know, not everything's perfect, you can see the, the bright, the bright side of, of, of life. And, and, and that, that was something that uh, I must say uh, profoundly touched me uh, uh, from your, uh, from your um, uh, presentation. Because we have new things, um, I don't do this normally. Do you have a question for me? Not really, but I think it makes sense to share this gratitude rock story with, with your audience because I think it's something that everybody should do, especially, you know, I assume the audience is mainly entrepreneurs, yes. right? Yes. And we all go through the entrepreneurial roller coaster, like, yay, fuck, yay, fuck. And it can be tough on you, but um, let me tell you a story where I went through the toughest time in my life where um, my... Business was going great. This was six years ago, seven, seven years ago, um, and which meant I was very busy. And uh, then our daughter was born, which was amazing. But as you know, the kids, right? It, yeah. it really screws you over in terms of <laughs> you don't sleep. You have so much added responsibility, and you know it's not easy to balance work and and, and having a, a newborn. Then um, my wife had very severe abdominal pains after giving birth. She was on like crazy amount of painkillers and nothing helped she couldn't sleep so it was like was, was crazy for her and she had had a surgery and um this didn't fix it then two weeks after my daughter was born my mother died then my wife had another surgery and this then finally fixed it and then a week later my grandma died you know so it was like this crazy whirlwind of shit that was going yeah. on in my life and an employee of mine came to me and said like hey man how can you run around with a smiling face in the office and be productive while so much crazy stuff's going on in your life. And I said, I have no idea. I said, please think about it. I'd like to know. And um, I thought about it and it's mainly two things. Number one said, I'm very good at accepting things um, as they are. <coughs> and there's the serenity prayer, which is give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the power to change things I can change and the wisdom to know which ones which. Yes. yes. Um, I think this is really powerful because then, you know, We've been at Max and we've been hacked before. We had a business partner who embezzled money. And so if you just accept these things, then you can act. Otherwise, you just react. Uh, and you can actually make a chess move once yes. you accept and yes. get yourself into a better position. Um, and the second thing is gratitude. So, you know, sounds super hippie. You know, usually a few years ago, this would have never been on an entrepreneur yes. podcast. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, so I have this habits is exercise where every morning I take um, a rock and I um, go through the things, I pick it up with my phone, my wallet, etc. And I go through the things I'm grateful for, you know, my healthy body, my wife, my daughter, businesses, friends, being here in Ljubljana, grateful that it's not so cold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of, lots of things. And um, this helps me to see the beauty in my life. And it makes it much easier to go through these rough patches because if you just singly focus on the problem that you currently have at hand, you think like, oh my God, the world sucks. And like, how will I get through this? 
But if you're in a state of gratitude, you will see that this problem is just a pick of dust in the grand scheme of things. And <laughs> six months from now, you don't even remember this problem, you know. And so it's, it's a really powerful thing. And um, throughout the day, I have a stone in my pocket. And sometimes I feel a stone. This brings me back to, you know, sometimes I get stressed. And then this brings me back to, hey, actually, you know what? Everything's good. And this yeah. problem, you're also going to rock through it, whatever. Um, and at the end of the day, I take out the rock and I go through what went, what went great this day because often you have a productive morning and at, uh, I don't know, at 3 p.m. you have an unpleasant conversation with your wife, your business partner, your investor, whatever, right? And you think like, everything sucks, but it does not because you still got, you know, had, got a lot done before. Yes. Uh, and I've been doing this for many years, uh, almost 20 years now. And this has built up my gratitude muscle quite a bit. And so <laughs> this is what allows me to go through these rough patches you know, that we all have as entrepreneurs. You know. It's a it's a lovely story. And, and uh, you know, I can't say uh, how I think, again, grateful, uh, not only in my name, but everybody that listened to you yesterday. Uh, and, and again, Seed, because they brought you. Um, yes, thank uh, you, Seed. Uh, You're awesome. Yes. Because I love the community that you've built here. It's, <laughs> it's really cool. So... Um, um, it, we, we always finish up with, um, you know, um, we understand uh, traction. That's one book, everybody. But is there one book you read in the last year that you would also, uh, or, or something you sort of uh, um, experienced in, in terms of uh, learnings uh, that people should go off and, you know, take a book, a magazine, a online, whatever, uh, that profoundly sort of did a, a step up in, in, in your thinking? Um, I always like to ask people what, especially when I hire them, what are the three books that had the biggest impact in your life? Mm -hmm. And what's the last book you've read? Mm -hmm. um, I do this for two reasons. A, I want new good book tips, mm -hmm. right? And the other reason is I want to see if people are in a growth mindset. Yeah, if yeah. they always, con you know, if they're not just like, oh no, just watch TV. <laughs> you know, right? um, so the top three books that had the biggest impact in my life is The Four Agreements, uh -huh. um, which is by... His last name is Ruiz. Um, it's a book on the agreements that you make with yourself. Um, and it's, it's about mindset. It's it's really crazy impactful. I don't want to get too deep into it. If, trust me, read the book. It's only two. On Audible, it's two and a half hours read. So it's like okay, a very quick, quick, quick listen. I listen to it like multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. um, it's always a good refresher. And then Napoleon Hill. You're familiar with Napoleon That Hill? That It's um, he lived in the 1920s and worked mm -hmm. with the most successful people of this time, with okay. Dale Carnegie, Henry okay. Ford, Rockefeller, etc. Okay. And he figured out what are these people doing differently versus people who are not successful. What kind of mindset do they have? What, what, you know, and he really analyzed this through his entire life. Really. And um, the most well-known book is called uh, Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just actually it's just a, a long sales letter to get you to read um, the laws of success by him. The laws of success. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, and then he, he wrote another book which he didn't dare to publish because he thought he would get killed, mm -hmm. which is called Outwitting the Devil. Mm -hmm. uh, in this book, he has a conversation with the devil and he interviews the devil, asking the devil, "What does the devil do to make us not reach our goals? <laughs> and what kind of tools does the devil has?" Uh, and I'm going to read this one. I, 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 I read a lot of books, but I haven't read that one. And we'll see. Okay. And the biggest tool that the devil has is fear yes. to make us not reach our goals. Yes. We, uh, Jerry Colonna was my big uh, life coach. And, uh, and I, I know that in, in my life, there was never a moment. And, and he talked about you know, fear. 
and and how you you, you talk the same things and in, in from different perspectives but but his his really strong stories you you have to embrace like you have to accept here it's not like something that's bad but you just have to accept it because then you can do something about it if it if it over over uh, overpowers you. overpowers you you're lost and it's like with acceptance it starts with everything starts with acceptance and and the biggest um i would call big thing i or you know about me was after sort of being with him about two three years and you know going through probably the most uh, rough time in my life that was about 10 years ago we met three years later and, and he sort of said you know the biggest thing about you is i would have never imagined how sort of you successfully sort of embraced fear and took it into your advantage it was the biggest sort of wow moment in my life when somebody sort of told me that you know i, I i'm not trying to say i'm perfect and i have all it, but the fact that you know he saw that meant uh, meant really a, a, a lot a lot uh, to me you know a guy that uh, uh coaches a lot of ceos and, and and does a lot of great stuff and and now i, I meet you you know it's it seems that life brings together people that have a very uh, yes it, it, i i tell you it is and 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 i love the embracing so uh uh david um you know if, if our um, listeners, viewers uh, would like to get in contact with you, what's the best way? What's, uh... You can find me on LinkedIn and, and Facebook. Um, if you want to check out Managing Happiness, we start doing group coachings. It's managinghappiness.com slash mastermind. You can sign up for a mastermind where you, um, it's 10 entrepreneurs getting together and you come together once a week for 10 weeks. And um, we teach you how to come up with your mission statement, your personal mission statement, mm. mission statement, your core values, your 90 day plan, and the habits that you want to integrate in your life. And the group hold each other accountable that you actually do your habits and that you um, work on the important stuff in your life, like towards the goals of your nine day plan. It's, it's really, really impactful. David, thank you very much. Again, uh, to our viewers, thank you very much. You've been listening to uh, Bishan and David to talk about happiness. Uh, it's been, uh, I would be very grateful at the end of the day for today. If nothing else happens, uh, I will have had this uh, great opportunity to have a very nice talk in a great surrounding. Uh, um, and uh, so David, thank you very much. And, thank and you very hopefully. much for having me. Thank you. My pleasure.